BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hey, guys. So we're both back in Toronto, but virtually I'm in my new apartment. Things are starting to feel familiar, Carlene. Oh, good. Well, welcome home. And you know, the reason why that is, is because I'm surrounded in beauty products again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You can't see it, but I have a virtual background up. So Carlene cannot see the mess behind Uh me. And... I have a lot of stuff around me that I'm going to be testing for upcoming episodes. We're going to do a gift guide in a couple of weeks. We're going to do uh, winter skincare. So I'm back, ready to review better than ever. Well, I'm excited for you because I know you're now going to have a beauty room, so to speak. You now you'll yes. have like a two yes. bedroom instead of a one bedroom. So I need to see this like setup that you're going to have going like an epic beauty closet. Yep. We need to get you like next level. I'll do a little tour yes. on Instagram. And let's not get carried away. Calling it a bedroom is <laughs> is a bit much. It's a den. Okay. It's six feet by nine feet, but it's better than nothing. Yes. I'll take it. Yes. And it's a content room. It's a studio. I love yes. it. And so <laughs> making it happen. That's right. So I can't. How wait. are your renos going? Are you all done now? Almost all done. We're just painting the final little trims and bits and bobs. So we're almost there. Okay, good. And yeah, I'll have to Excellent. do a little show and tell on our Instagram as well. And how are your new pajamas? Oh my God, love. Okay, you need to tell everybody about your pajamas obsession. Yeah, so when we were in LA, I dragged Jill to a store called The Great. What street was that on again? Is that Melrose? It's on Melrose, yeah. but they're also opening one on Abbott Kinney. Okay, well, hot tip. And I became obsessed with their pajamas because they are drop crotch and seamless. And I had been saying ever since I went to Japan a couple of years ago that this is pajamas. Like, I don't want pajamas Mm -hmm. that have a seam in the crotch because I sleep. I do the jackknife and it hurts when there's a seam. So I became obsessed with this idea and it's just really soft cotton and the top is perfect and I just love it. But they are so expensive. 
Don't shoot me, guys. Were you wishing that you got multiple pairs? No, I can't That's afford I it. I can't afford it. But I'm, right, I'm right. like sale shopping online. I think I have a sale <laughs> alert, but it's hard because the name is the great. Highly recommend. Yeah. This is not paid for. Although, hey, if you want to get no, me, guys, I'm here. But I think people would be obsessed with that. I think mm-hmm. everything right now is still a little bit cozy. We're about to go into cozy season. If you're looking for something to put on your Christmas or holiday wish list, Carlene, I think you have a high bar when it comes to like taste and quality. So if you give it the seal of approval, I know oh, they're good, I, right? I, I so, give it, but you guys also know that I'm I'm the pricey one. Jill, Jill loves the deal, <laughs> but I love luxury on sale. But I think it's funny that we're talking about pajamas and, you yeah. know, nighttimey stuff because maybe that's kind of a segue into our guest today. We are welcoming Pillow Talk Derm. She is the board-certified cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Shireen Idris is here. And of course, Woo-hoo. you know, she's she became Instagram famous for giving her hot takes, her no BS, just like cutting through the chase on anything to do with skincare, like lying down in bed on her pillow. And since then, I, that was probably a few years back, she's racked up 350,000 followers on Instagram. I just love her. Yes. And so she is famous for her hashtag, which is Pillow Talk Derm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she got cozy with all of her followers every single night, dishing skincare advice, answering Q&As, and she's just a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And most recently, Pillow Talk Derm opened her very own practice facing Bryant Park in Manhattan. It's called Idris Dermatology. And just to give you an idea of how kind of tapped in and what a big deal she is, Vogue wrote an article about the opening recently. And when Dr. Idris posted it on Instagram, Mindy Kaling, casual, wrote, amazing, my friend, congrats on her Instagram, along with kudos from makeup artists like Daniel Martin and Violette and facialists like Joanna Vargas and Joanna Check. So, I mean, she's the real deal. And honestly, I think, Carlene, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to her was because you had slacked me a video, an IG Live that she did earlier this summer Mm -hmm. that was really emotional. Yeah, that's right. So she had just resigned at her uh, practice to open her new practice. And I think it was just kind of like triggering her whole journey, like where she had come from. And at one point, she had to leave a toxic work environment. And she was just like, it was raw emotion coming out in that moment. And so that's part of what we're going to be asking Dr. Idris about today. But that's what we love. She's so relatable. You know, she's she's a dermatologist Mm -hmm. with a lot of personality. So Dr. Idris today, she's going to help us break down some of the top myths that keep surfacing on TikTok, on Instagram. You know, she even walks us through her take on hyaluronic acid and why it may not be exactly all that it's cracked up to be like the beauty industry would have us believe. We also get her hot take on the salt water treatment trend that's bubbling up on TikTok. And she talks about the one budget product from the ordinary that she thinks is really worth the money, plus the $300 product on the market she thinks is a total scam. But first, we're going to see what kind of details we can pry out of Pillow Talk Derm about not only her new practice, but her own skincare line that she's been working on behind the scenes. And here she is live from our studio in New York, Dr. Shireen Idris. (music) 
hold that thought, jumping in to tell you about a hair holy grail in partnership with The Way. So I mentioned at the top of the show that I'm getting settled into a new apartment. And honestly, one of the most fun parts has been like reorganizing my top shelf. I feel like you guys can relate. And a product that has been front and center ever since I received it is from The Way. It's their leave-in conditioner spray. And I really love this, especially at this time of year when the temperatures are dipping and it's all this dry air indoors. I just find my hair usually is really staticky and it gets tangled really easily because I've got the hat, the scarf, everything. The winter wardrobe is in full effect. So what I do is I just spray this leave-in conditioner on damp hair and it really improves softness, shine, manageability, but it doesn't weigh my hair down at all, which I love. Plus I'm using hot tools all year round and this has a built-in heat protectant as well. So love that. And it smells amazing, you guys. It has a floral fragrance with notes of bergamot, violet and white musk. Jen Atkin, who owns The Way, I feel like she really nailed the scents in all of these products. So love that too. Little Zen moment in my bathroom. So discover a new way of life with cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free hair care, body care, and fragrance products from The Way. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E- O-U-A-I.com and use code beauty to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code beauty. We'll link to that offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to today's chat. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the birds with Fire on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Welcome to the show, Pillow Talk Derm, Dr. Shereen Idris. We are so excited to have you with us today. And I have to tell you that I watched one of, of your recent YouTube videos and you just very casually dropped that you're working on your own skincare <laughs> line. And so we need to know, first of all, like, what is that all about? It all came about, honestly, when I was locked up with COVID. And I literally mm-hmm. was locked up in my room alone for two weeks, which was kind of heavenly when you have two toddlers at home. And I had time to think. And I was basically doing a lot of social media because I had nothing else to do. You mean you were actually quarantining by yourself? Yeah, I had COVID and I was sick. Right. And I was locked right. up for two weeks. And I think at the time there was some skincare scandal that came up and I I pulled my community and I was like, shall we do a skincare line because this is complete BS. All of these Mm. brands that are claiming things that aren't real. And then it was overwhelmingly yes. And I remember that night I sent an email to my lawyer. I was like, let's trademark it. Let's get it going. And I had had already interviewed at the time a bunch of labs that I wanted to privately hire to work with. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be like two, three years down the road, like something I'm going to do very slowly. And I reached out to one of the labs that was in the running and I said, send me the contract. I'm ready to sign it. And that's literally how I started it while I was, you know, sick with the fever of 102 in my bedroom. And when I came out, my husband was like, what did you do? I was like, don't worry about it. You know, we're just doing a side project here. What's going to make it different, Dr. Idris? You know, I can't give you away too many details just Mm. yet. Yeah. But 
It's really something that I'm very, very proud of. Mm-hmm. I've worked the ingredients to their maximum potential, not their highest level of percentages. And mm-hmm. I am very proud of how we've formulated stuff so far. And we're actually going to be running clinical studies. So I'm mm-hmm. super excited. Not perception studies, actual clinical studies. And I'm really excited. I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people who just want to understand just simply how to take care of them, their skin, you know, yeah. depending on their problems and stuff. So I'm excited. I'm That's really great. excited yeah. for it to come. I've been using it and I've, I mean, I'm really, yeah. really She's really glowing, impressed. everyone. She's glowing. <laughs> so we also know that, you know, you share a lot on social media and, and we were really struck by a video you shared on your Instagram live, I believe back in the summer. And it was about your resignation. Watching that video, I think a lot of people could relate because you were very raw and emotional about it. And you really talked openly about leaving a toxic work environment. And I think a lot of people are just reassessing where they are right now. And, you know, we just interviewed the founder of Dermalogica and she sort of called the the great reset during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. tell us what this meant for you and why you wanted to share that and what it's going to be like starting your own practice. No, absolutely. I, I was very, very raw and sentimental that day. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't leaving the actual, it wasn't my last job. It was the one before that, that was mm-hmm. very, very toxic to me. And I was, I found myself at a point in my life when I couldn't, when I felt like I was stuck, you know, I, I was pregnant. I was seven weeks pregnant. I was let go from a job. I had nowhere to turn to. And I was very grateful for my previous job for taking me in and for like really allowing me and giving me the space to grow. For the past four years, I was never able to say what actually happened because I was just employed. And I didn't want that previous employer to feel like they were at odds with anybody or put them in an awkward position. I've always been very respectful for people I work for because I, I understand the hustle and the struggle. It's hard. And I didn't want them to have anything because of me. It's not their problem. So I finally felt like I was able to let it out. And really tell people what I've gone through. Because yes, I appear young. Yes, I am young. And so people oftentimes assume, oh, it's an overnight success. You know, Mm -hmm. look, she's young. It's easygoing. She's happy-go-lucky. Ha, ha, ha. But in fact, there was a lot, a lot that went into my career. And there was a lot of struggles, both mentally, physically, the whole nine yards. And I finally felt like I wanted to be open and honest because I could, on my own terms, be open and honest. And I wasn't scared of any repercussion because it was all on me. And so I felt people needed to hear it. And I thought if I can help just one person, letting them hear my story, then I'm done. I'm happy. I've succeeded. I've won. And the amount of messages I received from people who are going through similar things was astonishing. And the only regret I have is that I couldn't speak about it earlier because I hope I could have helped somebody in the past, you know, three, four years. But hopefully people still land on that video and it gives them some sort of like you know, encouragement and boost to just do it and go after what they want to go for because life is so short and nobody should have like any sort of like bearing over you, at least not in this lifetime. What's the greatest thing about opening your own practice and, you know, how your your approach will be? Picking the music selection (laughs) in the office. I couldn't stand that like elevator music that constantly was playing. But I think it's just dictating the energy, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm somebody who's very honest. If I'm having a bad day, at least I'll let the staff know, like, guys, listen, if I'm a little bit snappy, it's not because of you. Something else is going on. Whereas when you work in an environment and you don't, you have people who you're working for who aren't necessarily that way, the energy shifts when something is going on. And everybody feels it, you know, no matter where you are on the on the, I don't know how to say the word in English, but hierarchy of the scale of the business. And so for me, it's being able to dictate that sort of environment. And it's really number one, patience first, 
I want them to all be happy. But really, number two is staff. I want my staff to be happy. I want them to feel it was so important that the space was beautiful because I wanted them to be proud coming into the space every day. We spend more time there than mm -hmm. we do at home. I wanted them to feel like they were excited to come in, that it made them happy. And so to be able to dictate that meant everything for me. So I hope I'm able to really, you know, I have yeah. 10 more years on this lease. So let's see how we, <laughs> let's see how we hold on, you know. Well, even if people aren't able to come into New York to see your new office, everyone can admire your content from afar. We've definitely enjoyed like the skincare straight talk that you've been doing. And that's really what we're going to talk about today, doing some myth busting. We have to start with the first one where Jill was like slacking me about this several months ago. And I'm going, what? It just blew my mind. Your specific perspective on hyaluronic acid and how it's not the holy grail that everybody believes it is and that it can actually cause inflammation. So I think our listeners will be interested to hear this straight from the horse's mouth. I mean, absolutely. Listen, I am an H-A- W-H-O-R-E in the sense of I use it every day in my practice through injectables. So I am a proponent of using hyaluronic acid, but not all hyaluronic acid is created equal. And that's something that has been misconstrued through the beauty industry. And I'm not here to be like, oh, I'm here to take down the beauty industry. But I, what I've noticed is that when there's a trend, everyone jumps on the bandwagon. If one thing makes money, everybody tries to get a piece of the pie and it gets way overblown and completely unnecessary. And that's mm -hmm. sort of what's happened with HA. And with hyaluronic acid, there are different weights to hyaluronic acid. There's low molecular weight, medium weight, and high molecular weight. And the cutoff is actually kind of subjective. I think it's like 1.5 million kilodaltons or something on average, but it's a little bit subjective because there's no like hardcore guideline there. All of these brands have now been trying to publicize, oh, I have ultra low molecular weight HA that can go really deep into your skin and really plump you up from in between. But the truth is, Low molecular weight HA is actually inflammatory. And it's sort of a byproduct when you have a cut or something that gets released to create inflammation to help with wound healing and stuff. And so it's not something when applied topically onto the surface of your skin can actually A, go that deep because it can't. So B, it's inducing inflammation on the superficial layers of your skin. So to have products now that are specifically geared with low molecular weight HA, but not just that, every single product has sodium hyaluronate in it, you're way overdoing it. Like, how much do you actually need? We're not sponges. We're not going to puff up like puffer fishes, you know? And so HA has been one of those ingredients that has been completely used and abused by the beauty industry. And mm -hmm. I think there is actual merit to high molecular weight HA, especially for women after a certain age who've lost, you know, the hormonal imbalances where their skin has become a little bit dehydrated, who could actually use a little bit of HA when used correctly. But the problem is it's been marketed so widely that everybody's using it in a million steps of their skincare routine. And in the process, they're getting red, inflamed breakouts. And I see this over and over again. And so I think people need to be educated better. Mm -hmm. And I do blame the beauty industry and the dollar signs behind it. Do you think that a $300 hyaluronic acid no, serum is no. worth it? And we all know who we're talking about. And no. <laughs> oh, boy. I went there. Now, yeah, having been on the opposite side of the table, so to just to tell you how f***ing crazy I am, I hired a private lab because I didn't want to use a manufacturing lab to make my skincare, which I could have used for free. And then they would have manufactured my product. I would have saved at least $150,000, just putting it out there. I hired a lab instead because I didn't trust the manufacturing lab. Then 
I went ahead and hired a private chemist who's part of my team because the lab was still trying to push claims onto me. And just to let you know, HA is the cheapest ingredient in the book. And Mm -hmm. all HA is cheap. It doesn't really matter. So to go ahead and to retail a $300 HA serum is utter bullshit. You do not need it. You're going to get it through your moisturizer. You're going to get it in your sunscreen. You're going to get it in probably your glycolic acid serum. L'Oreal has sodium hyaluronate in it. So you don't need a dedicated HA serum. It's just completely unnecessary for 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I get so annoyed by that HA serum for 300 bucks because it's just (laughs) like that's taking people for a ride. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like just I I don't like, you know, assuming people are just stupid. And it's literally Mm -hmm. assuming you're stupid to your face. Yep. All right. I agree. Sorry. Okay. You heard it. Okay. <laughs> we want to talk to you about something else that's been popping up everywhere. And this is maybe something you've heard of, maybe not. There's that one major magazine wrote earlier this year, microdosing is the beauty trend all skincare fanatics should know about. And there were a lot of headlines about this topic. Is this a real thing in your opinion? You know, what's interesting. My father has always said this, that the pendulum always swings in any extreme. And we've gone from the extreme of highest percentage concentration of any ingredient, which honestly doesn't mean much, to now lowest percentage of concentration. Like people can't make up their mind. Like we've gone balls to walls with like, let's go super concentrated. And now we're going, oh, let's actually take a step back and microdose. The truth is like, it doesn't make any sense because ingredients need to be used at their level of efficacy. Okay, not the percentage of concentration. It's how effective they are at their own level. You might have a friend and her name might be Jane and she might be toxic after 45 minutes. So you only want to hang out with her for 30, you know, and you might have a friend named Sarah who might be toxic after six hours so you can last with her. Same goes with your skincare ingredients. And so microdosing is one of those things where the pendulum has swung. And is there a merit to it? There could be merit to it for people who are extremely sensitive who have very sensitive skin. I think those are the subset of people who might benefit from microdosed products. Mm -hmm. But I think for a lot of people, it's going to create a false sense of security where they're then going to overlayer their skincare products, start microdosing a million different skincare ingredients and end up in the same boat as the ones who've like (laughs) overutilized the highest percentage possible. So Mm -hmm. I think that ultimately the bottom line is you get to know your skin. I always say this, listen to your skin. Your skincare routine should fluctuate, yes, on a daily basis, depending on its needs. And that's why it's so important to take the time when introducing a product to get to know how your skin reacts to it. Because you have your skin for the rest of your life. It's a marathon. It's not a race. And so take Mm -hmm. the time to see how you respond to skincare products and how your face fluctuates. I think that's the the bottom line. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we better jump into some TikTok trends because we all know the youngs are following these. So let's start with chlorophyll water. TikTokers are said to be adding a few drops into their water, which they claim can help fight acne, alleviate redness, reduce pigmentation, and basically clear your skin. And actually, WWD is now predicting that chlorophyll will be a top skincare ingredient of 2022. What does the pillow talk derm have so to say about this? So just to clarify, Carlene, their chlorophyll water is they're drinking it. They're adding That's correct. Water. Okay, got it. Yes. It's not a water you put on your face. Got right. it. I don't know if it's because it stems from TikTok 
that I am a little bit skeptical. <laughs> I'm like, is it just green water or is it really chlorophyll? Where are the studies behind this? But chlorophyll, listen, let's go back to chemistry. It's important in photosynthesis. You know, like it converts that sun energy into an actual chemical energy. And so we know that chlorophyll itself is a very strong antioxidant, rich in vitamin A, I think C, E, and K, if I'm not mistaken. So ingesting it, you are going to get antioxidant properties, but to what extent? And I think further studies are needed. We do know that topically applied, it can help, but I'm not surprised again because it's an antioxidant. And I'm sure that if you apply it topically, when you have acne, that green color is going to fight off the red, which is classic like with anybody with rosacea knows this. And so it's going to slightly minimize the appearance of the redness. But I do think ultimately more studies are still needed before I can mm-hmm. fully jump on the bandwagon. And if you okay. really think about it, like one serving of chlorophyll is equal to, I think, about 10 servings of spinach. Have you ever cooked 10, spinach, 10 servings of spinach? It becomes a tablespoon. So <laughs> you might as well just eat it, you know, and yeah. really get your, your greens in for the day and by just fiber. ingesting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where I'll actually say natural might be better which I don't usually go that route, but I'll probably (laughs) say like just eat the spinach instead and save yourself the money. Fair. And then there's this whole other trend on TikTok. It's sea salt water as treatment. And, you know, there's TikTokers that are claiming that their acne would get better whenever they go in the ocean. So she began mixing like sea salt with water and spraying it on her face, kind of like a toner a couple of times a day. I mean, let's pick this apart. Okay, so salt water and sea salt water are two very different Mm -hmm. things, all right? And sea salt water is actually, I think, every dermatologist's conundrum because are we confused about loving the ocean and the sun and the sand or are we confused about hating the ocean and the sun and the sand? But the truth is there is merit to actual seawater because Mm -hmm. it's loaded in magnesium. It has other minerals that actual tap water mixed with salt does not have. And you can't recreate a whole ecosystem from your from your kitchen sink. And so I do not believe that they are created equal. I think you're probably going to cause more dehydration with a lot of salt water on your face than sea salt water. But sea salt water itself, if you are somebody who lives by the ocean, if you have inflammatory processes like psoriasis, eczema, acne even, it can have anti-inflammatory effects. Yes, and it's been proven and it's been shown. You know, but everything in moderation, obviously. We're not actual fish living in the ocean (laughs) to tolerate, to read it like all the single time, you know. So I think everything in moderation and I don't think you can actually recreate it in your kitchen. Okay. Okay. So we could be seeing sea salt water essences next year. Who knows? Who knows? I know. Or just go to Miami and get like a (laughs) bottle of water and fill it up and spritz it on your face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Okay. Don't throw anything at me, but here's another TikTok trend. Sunscreen contouring. Memories of Gwyneth Paltrow here. What what does the term have to say? I mean, I think, yeah, I had like, I know I recorded this video when that came out literally on a whim as I was getting ready in the morning and the Daily Mail picked it up and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is not exactly how I want to be remembered in my life, you know, at 6 a.m. But no, absolutely not. Absolutely no way. You know, (laughs) sunscreen is not there to be a makeup trend. Sunscreen is there to protect your skin. And if you want to contour, watch a YouTube video. Andrea Lee is an amazing makeup artist on YouTube. Go follow her and she will teach you how to contour your face in a very beautiful way, but not with sunscreen because that's completely defeating the purpose of it otherwise. Especially if you're trying to contour. I don't even know how you contour. Do you try to get the high points or the low points of your face? Which one is it? Yeah, I think I you're trying to get it. the high points so that the 
you know, where you'd put contour sort of tans. I mean, yeah. the, the only good in that is that you're protecting the parts of your face that are getting hit more with the sun, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But no, don't do it. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. hard it's no. A no. It's yeah. a no. All right. Hard no. Okay. And we feel like the ordinary, I mean, it's just so all over TikTok. And we know that you've tried almost every item that's out there. Uh, a lot of skincare that's out there. What's your favorite product from the ordinary? What do you think is excellent for like $10? You know what I love? Because it's extremely hard to formulate with. They're azelaic acid. Yes. I think it's easy. It does the job. It's not a million bucks. Azelaic acid anyway, cosmetically, is not elegant. It will pill. And so don't waste your money on getting a cream with a lot of azelaic acid in it. I tried to use it in my product line, and we've done, like, no joke, I think 10 different iterations. And they always pilled because I wanted them at that highest level of efficacy. And I think the Ordinary's azelaic acid, yes, it may pill, but it's 10 bucks. You use it at night. You don't feel bad. You get the benefits from it, and you move on. And that's a really good ingredient for someone who has rosacea, a lot of redness sensitivity. I know I got recommended that a lot from a dermatologist because it's for acne and rosacea, right? Not just that. It's sort of one of those like unicorn ingredients that kind Mm -hmm. of do everything from pigmentation, inflammation, oil production, et cetera. So if you're somebody who has melasma, I always try to throw in some azelaic acid in there. If you're somebody with hormonal acne, it can definitely help rebalance Mm -hmm. your hormone production. It definitely helps as well with inflammation and you can, it's safe to use in pregnancy if you're breaking out. So I actually really appreciate their azelaic acid product. Dr. Idris, let's let's talk about epidermal growth factor serums. I personally really love the EGF serum. I think it's good, but they're expensive and there's a lot of knockoffs out there. So how do you, in your professional opinion, maybe you can explain a bit how they work and if you think they're worth the money. I think epidermal growth factors are one of those very confused ingredients, you mm-hmm. know, where people confuse them with stem cells. And you'll see brands saying, oh, we have, you know, stem cells from apples and it's going to reverse your face. But that's not going to happen. And growth Mm -hmm. factors are very different things. You can have growth factors that are synthetically derived and you can have growth factors that are actually human derived. Mm -hmm. And the question is still up for debate as to which one is better, you know, Mm -hmm. and neither one is human derived growth factors are not that bad, you know, and people are weirded out by them, but they're really not bad. I think the research still needs to be put into this to really know. Well, how they work is the biggest debate. There's a lot of skeptics out there who say that they're too big to penetrate the top layer of our skin. So how are they actually making any difference in our skin? And then you have another subset of researchers who think, well, just by them sitting on the top layer of your skin, they're signaling a cascade that's happening deeper within. And I tend to lean more towards that school of thought. So I do think there is merit to them. The biggest red flag or question mark that people do not really know yet is skin cancer. Because if you're stimulating growth, Mm -hmm. if you have a carcinogenic cell, are you going to stimulate that? And so if you have a history of melanoma, or if you have a lot, especially melanoma, avoid, just to be safe. There's other things we can do to make you look like a fetus, and it doesn't have to be this. If you are somebody who has a lot of basal cells or squamous cells, approach really with caution and really measure the risk versus the benefit. And I do think more research still has to be put into this to truly understand how it works and what it's stimulating versus not. Right. Mm. Just for our listeners, the one that I like is from BioEffect. They're one of the synthetic ones. It's made from barley. 
So last year we put on our Instagram, we reposted this tweet and it was like, quarantine has me doing my morning skincare routine at 4 p.m. and my evening skincare routine at 4.55 p.m. Like it was like so many people (laughs) loved it. But that kind of falls in line with something that you recommend, which is that you do your nighttime skincare routine right when you get home from a day out and about. So instead of doing it right before bed. So why do you do that? The same reason why before I had kids, I used to go to the gym right after work before I go home because otherwise I would never do it. And I myself have fallen asleep with my face with makeup on. And the next morning, your skin looks like it looks like shit. It really does. Like your eyes look heavier. The wrinkles around your eyes look deeper. Everything looks worse and less radiant. And so what I've noticed is it's better to just get into a good habit and if I know I'm not going out for the night, who am I? What am I trying to? Who am I trying to please here more than myself? <laughs> Me. So I might as well just use those products that are sitting on my shelf and get the maximum time with skincare. Yeah. Like, have some quality time with my skincare. And so I use it when I come home, and I allow it to do its thing before I put my head on my pillow and have it just kind of wipe off on the pillow. I really let my skin reap the benefit of the skincare, and I found that my skin has been much healthier ever since. And I also have a much more pleasant evening because I'm not fighting myself to get off the couch, to go wash my face, to go into bed, et cetera, totally. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I mean, your skin does look fantastic. So we do need to ask you some questions about your own routine. And we know that you're testing your own product line that's in development. But maybe prior to that, uh-huh. what is the number one beauty product that you have bought over and over again? Honestly, they've never sponsored me. And I asked if I could carry them in my office and they told me I need to order like 100,000 units. And I said, goodbye, <laughs> because there's zero chance I'm going to carry that in my office. And I feel like they, they've gotten so much publicity, but I don't care. I love Avino's Oat and Restore Calming Gel Serum Moisturizer. There's two. There's a serum and there's a moisturizer. And I have found it to be one of those like very, very soothing moisturizers that are lightweight enough when it's hot outside and it's humid and when I'm wearing my mask. And also thick enough for me that I feel like I could layer it with something else if I need a little bit more, you know, without feeling like a grease ball. And it's amazing how that product has given, you know, it's been the gift that keeps on giving. And to this day, people still message me, oh, I I got this from the drugstore because of you. And I think it's one of those kind of versatile moisturizers that can work for like many different skin types. Kind of on that tip, which skincare brand that you have tried do you think is kind of under the radar or underrated? Oh, that's a good question. Under the radar. So I've met him through Instagram. Jordan Samuel, I think, is a very honest guy. He's like a, he's a good guy. He's a good egg, you know, and he really believes in what he's doing. And I've really grown fond of his matinee cleanser. I think it's a beautiful product. And I think he's somebody who deserves more recognition. Okay. So Dr. Idris, this is a fun one. Finish this sentence. This is all in relation to your skincare routine. You're wasting your money if... You buy a cleanser with actives. Mm. You're literally washing it down the drain. Because yeah. most people put it on their face and wash their face and don't, they don't have enough like skin contact time to actually get the benefit of the actives. Okay. That they're not even like thinking of how do I use this. And I think yeah. if you really want to try to use it better, then you should put it on your face, let it sit, then wash it off. But then we don't really know how long you have to keep it on for because it hasn't been studied like that. So I think cleansers with actives are basically mm-hmm. money down the drain. Mm-hmm. And then I want to ask you about something else that I saw actually on Charlotte Palermino's Instagram the other day. She Uh was talking about moisture sandwiching, I think, but she gave you a shout out for inventing a technique called basting. 
Oh, and I'm curious so what that is. <laughs> uh, Charlotte's so funny. She's very sweet. Okay, so lip basting is something that I made up, I think, like two or three years ago, even longer. Uh-huh. I was pregnant. It was 2018. And I was in Wyoming, and I was so dry, and it was a dead of winter. And I was like, I want to be a turkey. I'm going to baste. And I started this thing where <laughs> I was like, because I lick my lips a lot. And so I exfoliated my lips with a very light glycolic acid. And then I applied a really thick layer of Walida skin food, which mm-hmm. is a really mm-hmm. thick, rich ointment, which for some people who have sensitive skin, they cannot tolerate because of the essential oils. And I allow that to sit on my lips and melt into my lips. And it's the basting technique. And I've, I've become very big, big on lip basting every winter. I do it at least once a week or so. I do think mm-hmm. that the acid that I use, it might be a little bit too strong. So something to get, you know, maybe a lighter acid, hopefully down the road. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue is if you have cold sores, beware. Yeah. It can bring mm-hmm. out a cold sore. So you just have to be a little bit careful. Okay. Okay. So don't be afraid of the stinging if you get a bit of stinging from the glycolic. Stinging can right? happen. That's why I think we need to we need to find a gentler glycolic acid than what mm-hmm. I've been using, which I'm I'm on the hunt for. But a nice thick ointment, and I love the mm-hmm. Walida. There's something about it that melts into your lips, which Vaseline does not, Aquaphor mm-hmm. does not. It stays sticky on top of your lips, and it's that melting effect that I think really allows your lips to stay hydrated for several hours. Another thing I wanted to touch on is that I saw on your Instagram the other day that you posted something about fake tanner not being safe necessarily for face, and I'm curious what what that was about. Well, you're going to have to watch my new YouTube video coming up. I did a whole Uh. deep dive into fake tanners. I think self-tanners are one of those also love-hates that I have as a dermatologist. Obviously, if you tell me, should I get a fake tan or should I sit in the sun? I'm going to say get a fake tan. You know, like, again, Mm -hmm. perspective. But I have a lot of patients who use fake tanning solutions quite often and even fake tanning, what's it called? Spray tanning booths quite often. And so there's two things here. One, the tanning booths in which you get a spray tan, I would say avoid because you're inhaling that and we don't know the kind of like lung toxicity that can develop over time, especially if you're Mm -hmm. somebody who's doing this on a weekly basis. If you're doing this once for a red carpet or a wedding or whatever, fine, you're probably okay. But Mm -hmm. if you're doing it very regularly, I'd say be careful. But number two, when it comes to applying any sort of self-tanner, there's two things. One, your brown spots look darker. So anything that has more keratin, whether it's like a seborrheic keratosis or even like a lentigo, can appear darker. And so you can look spottier and ruddier over time. So even though you think you're giving yourself a glow because you look healthier, you might actually be accentuating your wisdom spots, like I like to call them. But number two, the actual chemical reaction that happens with a self-tanner is known as a Maillard reaction. And the Maillard reaction is similar to browning your buns, literally your buns in the oven, or toasting a marshmallow in the fire pit. And Mm. that is a glycation sort of reaction that can result in oxidative stress. And over time, you can have more free radicals. And there's actually been a study that has shown that when you do self-tanning and you go in the sun, your body develops, I think, 180% more free radicals than it does if you didn't have self-tanners on. And so you are causing the breakdown of your own collagen and elastin at a faster rate. So I think it's one of those things that, again, weigh the risk versus the benefit. Do I recommend using them every single week? Probably not. For A, aesthetic reasons, I don't think you look as good because your brown spots look worse. But B, in the long run, you're probably making a little bit of damage. But in comparison to the sun, is it better? Yes. 
So do I still recommend them? Yes, in moderation. Okay. Okay. Everything in moderation. Is that a long answer? <laughs> Was that a very winded answer? Uh, no, that's okay. good. It's, <laughs> it's complex. Yeah. It's a complex topic. It's complex. Sure. But I yeah, think yeah. a lot of things in skincare are. I mean, oh, life no. is complex and not everything mm-hmm, is black mm-hmm. and white. There's so much gray. And it's about knowing when to hit the pedal and hitting go and knowing when to hit the brakes and hitting stop and just finding that right balance. What's the biggest myth that maybe we haven't addressed that we missed today that you'd like people to know? I don't even, you guys hit me with so many that I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know the biggest myth. Jade rollers. Jade Uh, rollers, any sort uh of roller, quartz roller, any face roller, I would say is probably one of the biggest myths. Yes, the benefit is it's a lymphatic massage. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people use them. Oh, I'm going to, you know, like reverse time. It's going to stimulate that. It's going to do that. It's just a lymphatic massage. And I wish it could do more than just roll your face. My final question for you is, we're looking ahead a little bit here. So anyone that's contemplating their own sort of reset for 2022, and I know you've just struck out on your own and you're working on the skincare line and everything. What's your best piece of advice for them? I think... Life is a marathon. It's not a race. And embrace every single opportunity when it appears as a negative, because behind that closed door, something bigger always opens. And I feel looking back on my own life, every single time I've thought, oh, shit, how can this happen now? Or like, what the fuck? You know, it's always been such a bigger opportunity afterwards that I am so grateful for any time there's a crazy delay. And even like the construction of my office. I mean, They were supposed to be done August 15th and I'm still in a construction zone and it's November 1st. And so just take it as it comes. Enjoy the downs. Enjoy the lows because enjoy the calmness of when it's quiet because when it gets crazy, it gets really crazy and you're going to want to like just take a step back and relax, you know? So just try to enjoy the ride. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Are you guys kidding? Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday.